Hello and welcome to the Media Munchies podcast. I got freaked out for a second because I forgot we were recording on Zoom, even though we just said we we're recording on Zoom. Because like in Audacity, I can see the little thing going along. <laughs> so I was like, where's the, where's the thing? But if we are recording, then we are recording. Hi and welcome. This is Logan speaking. And we have the return of a very special guest. The one, the only... Nate, it's me. Hello. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be having Nate back because he was in the very first podcast on One Direction, if you remember mm-hmm. or if you don't know. OGs, no. <laughs> yes. OGs, OG Media Munchie Stan. We need a we need a name for the fans. Sorry. Gari. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fans? Yeah, the fans. <laughs> yes. Narcissism on its highest level. <laughs> hey. Okay, Gari's in the picture too, but she's in the background. I don't know if anyone heard that, but she said um, narcissism on its highest level. And (laughs) speaking of narcissism, (laughs) Nate's got um, Klaus in the background here. Yes, you know, just hanging out with my boo, my boyfriend. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) Um, What's the actor's name? I want Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan, the legend. You need to watch Misfits. BBC Misfits is the oh, best. Yeah, he's in that, right? Yes, it was such an iconic show, and that is what made me fall in love with him. All right, yeah, I might check that out, and then we could do an episode on that too. Who knows? And he's a disaster buy in that show as well. As well, perfect. <laughs> Honestly, like some of my favorite characters are disaster buys. So, what yeah. are we talking about today, Logan? All right, so today we are talking about the Umbrella Academy, specifically season two, because uh, that's the latest season that came out, and that's what's fresh in the mind of me and Nate. Mm -hmm. And originally, Nate showed me the season, because I was like, am I going to watch it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, because like, I forgot how good it was, to be honest. (laughs) I'm just straight up going to say, I did forget how good it was. And I watched season two mm-hmm. and I was like, this is very good. So Nate um, showed me the first episode, first two maybe, I don't know, of season two. Yeah, I think we watched the first two or three. And they were great. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, he also gave me the idea to um, talk about this show. Yeah, it was basically an excuse to just get back on the podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, and... Of course, I live for it because, like, I I feel like I was trying to think of um, ideas of how to get Nate back on the podcast because, like, we haven't seen each other in a while, or we hadn't at that time. Yeah. And I was like, we we need Nate back on the podcast, even even if it's through Zoom, which I don't know it if is you mentioned. Today. today it's through Zoom. Um, and Gary will have the pictures up. <laughs> with yes. the zoom background that's so funny because we were like nate has klaus in the background <laughs> and like people who thought or like didn't realize it was on zoom mm-hmm. they'd be like what does that mean <laughs> like maybe a poster but I'm like, just hanging out with him no yeah, he's yeah, just he's here, here. <laughs> yeah. uh he's my ghost boyfriend what about it oh <laughs> uh, speaking of my ghost boyfriend oh no ben Ben. <laughs> is Ben is Ben your ghost boyfriend? <laughs> no, but like I like I'm lesbian, but like I feel in my soul that Ben is wonderful and mm-hmm. in this season especially, he mm-hmm. had such great moments <laughs> yes, that we uh, will be getting to. He is such a sweetie and I really love the the character he's been given because there is like there's no Ben in the comics. Oh. There's no, I mean, the only time number six is there is in flashbacks during childhood. Oh. He has no presence. That, that is in interesting. Adulthood. So yeah. Nate is offering us a perspective <laughs> on the comics as well, because he has read the Umbrella Academy comics by yes. Gerard Way. Yes, um, I, um, I did listen to the black parade when i was seven years old and it did turn me gay so absolutely so valid yes so i did buy the the first umbrella academy comic when it came out 
and mm. I have bought every con well not issue by issue but the volumes because oh, yeah. I, I don't oh, have definitely. that much money so I bought every volume as soon as it came out uh, so I'm a big fan and I want to say it frankly disappoints me how many of the comic fans are so gatekeepy and judgmental so of the true. TV show. Yeah. I think the TV show has done amazing things, uh, stuff that the comics just can't do up to this point. Having that fresh slate in a different type of media and a whole different style of storytelling, I think really gives, gives an interesting view to the characters. And personally, I see them both as canon. Oh, yeah. So, like, something that has been mentioned by the creators is that um, the Umbrella Academy follows a multiverse theory, same oh, as, like, DC. That's and, very interesting. Yeah, so for those that don't under aren't familiar with the multiverse theory, is that in stuff like books, it kind of helps with any <laughs> kind of plot holes. <laughs> That's so true, though. <laughs> but also, in stories where there's lots of time travel, it helps a lot in that there are lots of parallel universes where different scenarios are true so that's where you get the bizarro world it's also oh. where you get you know for the smaller things like allison being white in the comics and black on the tv show like that's so true it's and fine yeah. it's not a big deal <laughs> that makes sense because literally then comic fans should have no excuse to be gatekeepy like this yeah because you can justify it and you can say, look, the multiverse, the different universes are the show and the thingy, yeah. the, the, the show and the comics. <laughs> and that's fine that some things are different. It, it happens with like every piece of media. And it's like, mm -hmm. listen, sometimes they just can't replicate it exactly. And what's the fun in replicating it exactly? You know exactly. Because like then you have things like Watchmen and people hate it. <laughs> Damn. If you try to make it, make it exactly like the original product, people hate it. So oh, yeah. you should just try and, I think, the initiatives should just be trying to make a good piece of art, you know? Yeah. Whether that means staying yeah, totally. to the letter as the original piece of work or whether that means changing a lot. Just try to make a good piece of art. Yeah. And I think, honestly, like, you like the show. Mm -hmm. I like the show. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like the show. So I think they're doing a great job in the making a great piece of art category. <laughs> um, yeah. I personally think that the Umbrella Academy is way underrated compared to some other, in my opinion, really like crappy, <laughs> like CW superhero shows. Oh, definitely. Honestly, the Umbrella Academy definitely stands out among other superhero shows and people should be giving that attention mm -hmm. especially when you're getting <laughs> i don't mean to be controversial but <laughs> when you're getting crappy superhero movies mm -hmm. it's nice to have a good selection of superhero shows mm -hmm. and some <laughs> some are good some are less good and the umbrella yeah. academy i definitely think is one of the better ones from what yeah. i've seen and let's not, I, I want to be clear here. Mm -hmm. There are mm -hmm. always going to be issues with big budget Hollywood, Oh yeah. you know, creations. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, now maybe it's just a little bubble I've been mm -hmm. stuck in. But it, it seems like people really love making uh, mountains out of molehills. With situation and I'm sure we're gonna <laughs> oh, get, <yeah. laughs> get into this later I don't know but people love to complain yes <laughs> wow and it's I think like we've been seeing the same things yeah and it's it's called the and, internet <laughs> yeah and I just really uh don't like the view of you know you're damned if you do you damned if you you're damned if you don't right like yeah there has to be a right way to show you know controversial and difficult topics yeah without 
it being considered to be like profiting off of trauma yeah or in you know when mm-hmm. the yeah. people that are telling these stories are also people that are affected by them by the issues yeah exactly so you know it's there is a difference and i'm not you know i'm aware that the the issue is in hollywood yes a lot of the heads of writers rooms and casting agencies are straight white able bodied yeah for sure but if we can't allow the few people you know of color lgbtq plus s plus 2s and you know people with disabilities get their yeah. stories heard on screen it's certainly not going to get easier <laughs> yeah exactly or definitely definitely there's people being very picky sometimes mm-hmm. when it comes to yeah basically art i guess or creations of those people and they people need to realize like mm-hmm. not everyone's story is the same and not everyone's experience is the same so mm-hmm. people are saying people are basing their opinion of those situations based on mm-hmm. what they've seen yeah so they go oh, in my experience, these people are portraying this incorrectly because Mm -hmm. of my experience, right? Yeah. And first of all, just because it's not your experience, not similar to your experience does not Mm -hmm. mean it's inaccurate relating to what you were saying about certain situations being portrayed. Yeah. And I always believe in being critical towards media. I think everyone should be more critical towards media, but also you know, doing a fake boycott or attacking, you know, actors that choose to agree to these parts and roles. Yeah. That's crummy. Yeah. Crummy. I'm never, listen, I'm not, I don't know if people are going to get mad at me for this. I don't really care. I don't like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I am never going to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm not Mm -hmm. comfortable with watching that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if other people watch it, though. See, yeah. <laughs> and it's not that difficult to not care. <laughs> it honestly, it's not that difficult to mind your own business sometimes. Yeah. And for people who f- feel like we're beating around the bush, I just want to say this is all to address the, um, yeah, the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> we're and, going and, like... <laughs> yeah, super beating around the bush. So to just point our fingers at it, talking yeah. about the instance of anti-Black police brutality uh, in current date and on the show in yes. the early yeah. 60s, as well as segregation. We're talking about the homophobic violence. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, on In the today's show. climate and on the show. Yeah. And I feel like they're... <laughs> yeah, oh, those, yeah, and those the, the um, things. An- uh, xenophobic oh. and anti-communist propaganda as well as like low-key like yeah pro-militarization and all that oh wow they tackled a lot of issues i also thought of the you know i can only say this by giving the example Mm -hmm. so harlan the kid was a person with a disability and yeah which was based on tom hooper the actor who plays luther has a non-verbal autistic child oh yes i didn't know that so like yeah, they like talked with him. Yeah, of how they've gotten like um, perspectives. Yeah, that are actual perspectives of these people that may mm-hmm. not be relatable to everybody, yeah. but that doesn't yeah. mean you need to overly criticize. Yeah, basically tying it all back to what we were mm-hmm. saying before. <laughs> yeah, so these all of these issues that they tackled, mm-hmm. uh, you've seen people right that have been critical. Yeah, yeah. So. Again, this might just be my small circle, but I have seen people say like, oh, don't watch that trash, xenophobic, racist, <laughs> pro-cop. I'm like, if you actually watched yeah. five minutes of it. You'd realize like. like <laughs> just, oh my goodness. And for people saying like, and they do have, you know, I've noticed the, the one thing is it that isn't necessarily in the voice of the bad guy is like stuff that like we have the you know Hargreaves is saying like Diego's very 
anti-communist and there was like a comment oh, he made about like true. That's true. Uh, his dad's like lizard people that's just Ooh. america guys hate to say yeah. it but the american hollywood mindset is yeah. still anti-communist totally. and anti-semitic like it's not necessarily saying that steve blackman the head writer of the mm-hmm. show or the character diego is an anti-semite this is coming from a jew thank you very much it's just the language and most people don't I have to explain probably on a monthly basis that the whole lizard people thing is anti-Semitic. Right. Yeah. yeah. People just don't know and because it's just ingrained in the public consciousness. Yeah. And I think those, those things are like not the most major thing to like, just to like get p- splitting upset. hairs. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So other than that, that's a whole bunch of like yeah. annoying discoursey stuff let's talk about yeah, some silly about stuff some fun stuff but like let's I talk about how like... sexy klaus is yeah yeah i do want to talk about the um characters so first of all mm-hmm. yeah i want to go through the characters so your favorite <laughs> character obviously is klaus um yes i'm guessing he he is a legend though like i love him so much i loved him in the comics i love him now i will say also i super loved vanya in the comics particularly because i really related to her i grew up playing violin and felt very alone i didn't have any siblings i was an only child so i super related to her as a kid and i i still love vanya and i'm so glad that literally ellen page (laughs) every single role ellen page is in is gay and I'm yeah. so glad that Fanya gets to be gay in canon. I cannot see Ellen Page as a like everyone was even saying in Juno it, she's gay. So true. Everyone was saying it like mm. how how can they pretend <laughs> Ellen Page is this straight person in the in the first season right when she mm. was dating that guy, and then I was like okay I hate to say it but like I do agree and then yeah they did it I was so happy they made her like have a woman love interest it was truly a special story too and it was like so it was kind of relatable to lesbians if I do say so myself because say it the way that the wife was just like ah there's something so unsatisfying in my relationship with my husband (laughs) I was like oh my gosh yes girl yes you are in the closet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I saw it from like the very first scene. Like I did know that they were going to do that obviously like mm-hmm. um before I started watching. I knew that there was going to be this lesbian plot line. But it was also very obvious. <laughs> yeah, that was a great storyline. Um and Klaus was also up to his gay things. <laughs> oh my gosh, so difficult. Yeah. Really difficult. starting a cult. <laughs> oh gosh. That's another thing. People are like really upset about the the humorism of the cult. Oh, yeah. Because people are like, cults are not something to joke about, which I agree. Yeah. And yeah, I, I know they did take a more, because there's lots of rooms for comedy because, you know, blah, blah, dark comedy. Mm-hmm. But also, I think there is very much like a character psychology and analysis towards. Oh, yes you know, why each of them made those historic shifts. Oh, yes. Right? I think that is very telling of each of of their, like, character archetypes. And I, yeah, I feel like that's the best part about these separate plots is you get to really know what they're like as a character. You go, oh, of course luther was this boxer guy and yeah this, yeah yeah who needed to like let out his aggression and sadness for being yeah. stuck on the moon for what like 20 years or something i don't yeah. remember they put <laughs> he, dad put me on the moon <laughs> that's like luther he's not my favorite character as no. he has made some questionable decisions but he's yeah. definitely like this season he was such a funny character and I feel like the humor mm-hmm. behind his everything yeah. he said his storylines it was just so like underrated you know made what I'm him saying? so much more redeemable I remember when we watched the first season we were just like oh, oh get off screen like yeah you're tired of them yeah 
But in this um, season, he's definitely like this himbo character. And one scene mm-hmm. that I want to point out that was funny was when um, this is jumping way ahead to like the That's last okay. episode, but like <laughs> who needs to be in order? But it was when he was talking to the two versions of five, like mm-hmm. the older and younger, older and the kid. And then he was like, <laughs> he was so indecisive about whose plan he was going to go along with. He was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to I'm gonna help the older version kill the younger version. And I was like, Luther, where's your loyalty to this guy? But it really said something about his character because mm-hmm. then uh, the, the kid yeah. version of five was pointing it out. He was like, you have daddy issues, don't you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's where it's coming from. And it's like, ugh. I, I really like the way they show aspects of Luther's character in these yeah. sort of funny, but also like makes you think kind of mm-hmm. way. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, like the freaking that's, also that's the clever. <laughs> the word I was looking for that's was called clever. Clever. <laughs> that's really, that writing is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, <sighs> sorry. I'm in this weird like mood where I just need to like say the most and I feel like we're both in this mood which is like oh my god the podcast and also ADHD mood yes 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 so yeah oh yeah I wanted to say I wanted to say the family dynamics in this show oh I'm obsessed wonderful the one that really stood out to me Mm -hmm. Allison and Klaus this season Allison and Klaus were on fire they had Mm-hmm. the moments they were yes. like supporting each other and like also making fun of each other in that yes and close is definitely raymond's favorite sibling-in-law oh absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. oh my god raymond allison's husband what a guy yeah i liked him too and i feel like he was very not relatable but just like mm-hmm. kind of Maybe maybe he was. He was like the straight man in the situation, oh, yeah. like yeah. reacting to like what because everyone all, all all the all the siblings are like used to whatever chaos is yeah, happening. Exactly, and he was and like, just... "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, I I liked him, I enjoyed him a lot, and but mm-hmm. yeah, the family dynamics. Another scene that I wrote down mm-hmm. was when Vanya is going to find uh, Sissy because mm-hmm. she's in trouble or something. Yeah. And then she gets in the car, and then everyone yeah. else gets yeah, in the car. And I'm like, so oh my sweet. god. They all said lesbian rights. They were like, yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm glad we're going to get you your farmer wife. Yes, absolutely. My um, favorite all time scene in the second season yeah. is the Klaus, Allison, Vanya hair salon party. Oh my god. Oh my god. Definitely. I think I wrote that one down too. I definitely. It's the cutest thing in the whole world. And, and thank I, you, Klaus, for yeah. pointing out the fucking weirdness of the incest. Exactly. Allison and um, Luther. Yeah. He really brought attention to that. He brought awareness to that. And it yeah. it made me love him even more. Yeah, and yeah. Love the show as well. Because I was like, it doesn't somebody find that weird? And Yeah. Yes. Like <laughs> growing up around that? Yeah. Nasty. And I just want to say, Gerard has said in an interview that he does regret doing (laughs) that. Good to know, yeah. But still, why in their goddamn mind they chose to (laughs) write that in? I have like, yep, good idea. Okay, relationship. And then they're like, no, like there's lots of stuff we changed in the show, but no, we're gonna keep the incest. That was (laughs) that was important. Ouch, (laughs) yeah. Like, (laughs) so true. Interesting choice on their part. Like, I mean, I guess maybe it's important to their characters, but at the same time, it fully isn't because it wasn't like a main thing in season two at all. So, yeah, it was more a joke than anything, which that's please, please, I do not need it to be taken as a serious romantic pairing. No, 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 no. Yeah, and I'm glad they definitely cut down on that as well. But I just want to look up what else I was going to say. Oh, mm-hmm. Diego. <laughs> he is also my boyfriend, but in separate Oh, no, I definitely I definitely feel that way. Because, like, 
I, I love both of them, but for like way different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I was watching it and like thinking about that. Diego is very stupid, but. <laughs> yes. And like, I love yeah. show Diego. I could not give less of a shit about the Kraken, like the comic Diego. Comic Diego? Oh. He is so boring to me. I, yeah. I just, I never really resonated with him, but I love show Diego so much. He has so much more, I don't know. His character just seems way more understandable. Yeah, yeah. And I do understand him, and I do not understand his obsession with Kennedy, but that's okay. <laughs> it was so cute. It's like, the hero complex. Yeah, oh, that's so true. Wow. Just had a moment because, like, yeah, they all have their own complexes because mm-hmm. of childhood trauma. Woohoo! Yes. Psychology. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely that. But it's just funny that it was Kennedy. He was like, what's the historical event? Ah, Kennedy, I must become obsessed with this now. <laughs> right? Like, And it was just I, very funny. Very funny mm-hmm. plot line. So uh, I just did a reread of Dallas, the second volume. Okay, good and, name. And, <laughs> yeah, and just a little quick recap. So Vanya still loses her memory at the end of the apocalypse. So that stays consistent, but she's just like staying at the Hargreaves residence and like healing and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I kind of like that. That's like, oh, nice Mm -hmm. because like she deserves Mm -hmm. that. She deserves that healing. Yeah. (laughs) And then during the second book, that's when Klaus is kidnapped by Hazel and Chacha and tortured for the whereabouts of five. Oh, really? Yeah, so they put that in season one in the show, but it actually happens. But it's actually in season two. Oh, interesting. In, in the second book, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Um, and then what happens next is, um, so Pogo dies in, in the book as well. And right. in the burial, there's like, so during the course of this, there are people from the agency or whatever. I don't remember the, the name of the thing, the time corrector the people. The commission? The commission, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the commission. So there are people from the commission that are trying to hunt five, basically. Mm-hmm. And so one of them they killed and they replaced, they like took Pogo's body and buried that dude instead. So Klaus gets the the time evolver, which they're like wristwatches okay. in the comics. Right. Or at least not for all of them, but for these guys, they've got wristwatches. Okay, yeah. And so Klaus, Diego, and Luther travel back in time. Not uh, everyone else? No. Ooh, that's interesting. Five is forced by the commission. He's like having lunch with Allison. And and Allison still can't talk at this time. Oh, right, right. And the commission is like, you need to help us with this mission or we're going to kill, we're going to kill the mother who's pregnant with twins two of like you and your sibling oh like and go back in time and do that yeah like, yeah oh yeah because they're the commission they can do that yeah whenever they want so five and allison kind of team up to help that okay cool yeah so they spent most of the there's a lot of like most of the fight scenes are like between the uh commission people who are trying to kill five and stuff right spoiler alert for the comics so allison is the one that kills jfk she's dressed up as um as his wife and says i heard a rumor your brain exploded (laughs) and that's how jfk yeah so basically the commission was like we'll get you your voice back so they fix her voice so she basically fulfills that mission to kill jfk yeah and everything goes back to normal and in the comics, there's no caretaker. Okay. Like, she's not a character, which makes sense in watching the show. Like, she kind of needed to be kind of head for the commission right, character. Right, that, that makes like, sense. But just a little thing. It's not, like, plot relevant, really. But um, in the comics, Five actually swallows Carmichael, the fish. Because oh, the, the caretaker yeah. doesn't exist. He swallows him. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's, that's that scene was so gross. I was like, oh my god, she's gonna swallow the fish. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of just what happens in the comics compared to the show. 
that's okay. Yeah, those seem like the main plot points. I mean, yeah. if I have any other questions about it, I might ask because yeah. Um, so yeah, Fanya never goes back to the sixties, and doesn't have that plot line. Yeah, so it kind of just like when the boys and Five and Allison they kind of just like meet up after the assassination and right. then just kind of head home like it's like they have a fight they're like what are you doing here what are you doing here you know which is kind of funny oh yeah but and that's interesting because like the main issue i guess like yeah. the main issue was vanya being in that time yeah. period yeah causing a lot of shit mm -hmm. so yeah they didn't even have that in the comics that's yeah funny. because it was more like just another mission oh, as opposed right. to like in the, the in the season they yeah the apocalypse they kind of have to stretch it out into like a big season long kind of fight towards something where the comics That's are so more true. like you know adventure missions one-offs kind of thing they oh have, yeah yeah that yeah. makes sense i wrote down because i i thought of this while i'm watching it mm -hmm. i said vanya at the start of the season always seems to be the least likely to fuck shit up like <laughs> everything she does like you see her she's like on this farm like living yeah. her life and you're like oh vanya's not gonna fuck shit up this season and then by the end of the season you're like okay yeah vanya's like fucking shit up and it's just because of her power because <laughs> like when her power goes wrong like that's a lot that's the whole world <laughs> but anyways yeah that's just my description of vanya but I want to ask you something. Yes. What do you think about all the Hargreaves children being Libras? Oh, it's a lot to handle. And I personally don't like it. <laughs> However, like, I mean, I can see it to have such a dramatic, like, everyone's so, you know, Libras also are known to, like, absorb other people's, like, personalities in order to be mm -hmm. a certain way that they want to be and people please and whatever whatever libras do you know yeah um, and for so people like, that like don't are are like questioning like uh how who cares about their star signs their characters or how are they all libras if they're all different uh they were born in different parts of the world so they all have different yeah. rising signs thank you very yeah, much exactly exactly and like we have obviously on other episodes talked about star signs so i hope the listeners are <laughs> The listeners are used to it by now because I do want to talk about this because like, yeah, exactly. They have different rising signs and me and Gary, when we were watching it, we were talking about like, oh, five is such a Capricorn because like he is <laughs> like, think about it. He literally is. But like, obviously, if they're all Libras, they can't mm -hmm. have that as their sun sign. So I guess mm -hmm. we meant rising sign. So maybe five would be a Capricorn rising. I haven't really thought too much about everyone else's signs. That's fair. Except like, what would Klaus be? Cause like, he's uh, my favorite. <laughs> he, like, I feel like he's like a water sign. Yeah, I'm getting Pisces energy. I was getting and, Scorpio. Oh, true, true. Maybe some Scorpio in there. I feel like he's definitely like hard exterior, soft interior. That's so true, yeah. Yeah, he definitely has some of that. But then he also has that, like, I don't know, sometimes Scorpios aren't as, like, visually dramatic because they want to, like, keep that mm -hmm. hard exterior. And he's very, like, woe is me, but also yeah. hard exterior. <laughs> yeah. So he's yeah. got, like, he's got layers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> an ogre has layers. He's not an ogre, though. He's, he's a prince or, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say something that, like, What's nice? Would be your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> the Nate vibe, the Nate impression of how Klaus is. Here's here's a character I wanted to talk about. Lila. Can I just say? Mm -hmm. Oh, so many mixed feelings about her. She's a legend. <laughs> but then I was like, how dare you betray Diego? But also you're a legend. I like her. I love that yeah. he just that she just pieced out at the end. She was like That's so true. That's so true. Because I thought maybe, like, she was going to stick around and they were going to be like, oh, yeah, because, like, spoiler alert, she's somehow their sister, which, or, like, related. Great, more right? incest. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But, like, because they didn't grow up together? Like, I have no idea how this yeah, works. Yeah, it's difficult to say. She basically was, 
she has the same birthday, which means she was has this a special power because there were yeah because it was like the however many people born that day yeah yeah (laughs) I don't remember and so here's the thing I don't know why this isn't in more theories Mm -hmm. but they say like oh there's no discernible reason all these women who weren't pregnant gave birth this day Mm -hmm. and Reginald Hargreaves is an alien I'm just saying yeah. he's straight up like inseminated. <laughs> he's, straight up an alien. he's inseminated that, those women, and those are all his children. That's what that I think. That part shook me to my core. I hated how they did that alien reveal, and then they <laughs> talked about it no more. They were like alien reveal, and it was in the second last episode. So I was like, yeah. oh, in the last episode, they will really address that alien reveal. They, they do. <laughs> they do the same thing in the comics, like with a literal like mask hanging off a chair thing. That oh, was like a frame, God. like a frame by frame replica, which I think is neat, actually. That's pretty cool, yeah. But like that alien reveal, do they talk about it more in the comics? I mean, like no spoilers, but like, um, a bit, but only because there's only one more issue. There's only one more volume oh. of comics than there is the show. There's okay. only three, so. Okay, interesting. I, I don't think like I don't think the kids know. Wow! Oh my gosh. Because I really want to see something happen with that alien mm-hmm. thing. Because I was like, this changes everything. This is going to be a big plot point. And then it, like, was not. And I was like, wow, alien reveal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but besides that, Lila mm-hmm. is a legend. And, yeah. yeah, that was a surprising plot twist about her being related, sort of, mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. And having the powers before it was revealed that she was one Mm -hmm. of the siblings i was like she has like some device where she can absorb all of their powers like why does she have every power i just thought she was really talented Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah maybe i love that and yeah i like how she pieced out i thought they were gonna have a development where they were like oh you're one of us we can show you the ways but she was like nah i don't want to hang out with you people bye yeah so legend yeah. She was maybe my favorite minor character. I liked the Swedes as well. They were fun. <laughs> they were fun. Yeah. But there was some really great comedic relief with them. Yeah, with them. When they had the, they were in the house with the cats and the mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad they didn't hurt any kitties. Oh yeah, me too. I was like, oh my god. The cat house. <laughs> I don't know. I can stand serial killers i draw the line of animal killers <laughs> yeah yeah that's so funny i can um, i can deal with assassins i cannot deal with people who kill pets yeah i mean well that's just how it be sometimes when you watch media you don't want to see mm-hmm. that like you don't want to yeah. see that not an not an innocent yeah it's hurtful but yeah i also like the moment at the end of it where the swede got on the um cult bus I was like, oh my god, the Swede's gonna have a different life now. (laughs) I don't know, it's kind of cool. Oh, the soundtrack of it. Just as like a very general point, the soundtrack of this show is so good. Mm -hmm. And I think the best soundtrack moment, like they always use a song that's like appropriate to what's happening in the show. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite instance of this was when Five was fighting, like, the old guy self of him. Yeah. And they the song they played was Dancing With Myself. Yeah. I was like, that was oh, great. my God. <laughs> and that scene, just in general, was so funny. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. and Luther, <laughs> Luther being in the middle of that, of course, was so funny. That was good. I loved their, uh, that ska cover of a Billie Eilish song they found. I know. I was like, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I was loving that. I was like, oh my God, this is, and I want to like, look, I've been meaning to look up the soundtrack and like, I found a a good Spotify playlist with it. I'll send it to you. Send it to me. And we'll link that in the description. (laughs) Because like, I don't know. I like linking things in the description. Yeah, do it. Uh, Another specific moment I wanted to talk about. Oh, Okay, so when the Swedes, what did the Swedes do? They killed, oh, they killed the um, conspiracy theory guy, right? And mm-hmm. they wrote in his blood, 
Oga. Oga for, for Oga. For Oga, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> it was, this I think was one of the funniest moments oh, when yeah. Diego and Luther. Luther were like, what does this mean? And then, was this Diego? I feel like it was Diego. He was reading so much into it, and he called. He was like, oh, they yeah. wrote, the, the message that they wrote was um, Olga for Olga. This is a name. <laughs> and then they called this old lady, and they were like, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Like, Diego was threatening yeah. her on the phone. And, I, of course, Luther was just going, he was like, really? Oh, my God. And just going along with the whole thing because himbo legend yeah. <laughs> and then five came in and he was like yeah like they were killed by the swedes like obviously <laughs> and that that just means eye for eye and then <laughs> they were like oh what and they were <laughs> it's just right when they were on the phone oh god it was good what was a good. scene yeah that was like peak <laughs> comedy to me um also speaking of the soundtrack still i oh, love yeah, right first of all i love the scene where Ben is possessing Klaus. It's oh a really my sweet God. scene. Yeah, but also the song, my... Bayo from Vampire Weekend. Really? The song, yes, oh by God. the bassist from Vampire Weekend. I'll have to check that out. I love It's a that. good song also. It's called Sister of Pearl. Okay. It's a bop. Yeah. That scene was so good though. Mm-hmm. It, it was really trippy to watch, if I'm being honest. I was high while watching it and I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what is going on and just everything like it was just insane it was like insane (laughs) also can i say klaus is a lot of things klaus is not a daddy let's make that clear (laughs) that oh 100 percent. i yeah make that very clear (laughs) yeah yeah that scene was great ben in general i think another scene with ben Mm -hmm. was the scene where he was like in Vanya's mind. I guess he was mm-hmm. possessing Vanya and they were like mm-hmm. in the mind space or whatever. He mm-hmm. was fully giving Vanya like therapy in there. He was like, it's okay. Dad treated you like you were like dangerous and kept you in a cage. And I was like, oh my God, Ben's a therapist right now. <laughs> and I love him. Yeah, I think that was like one of the best serious moments of the show maybe. Because like, I don't know. I feel like Vanya deserves therapy for sure. <laughs> they all deserve therapy. Honestly, honestly. Yeah. And I love Ben and I I miss him. He's gone. <laughs> Rest in peace. But like he did have a point. He was like, I died 17 years ago. Like, peace out. Um, do you have any other scenes or things that you want to mention? Uh, maybe we could talk about the ending. Oh, Emo yes. Ben. Emo, yes, the ending Emo Ben. Yeah, that was very surprising. I was like, there's going to be a big cliffhanger at the end. What mm-hmm. is it going to be? I thought it was the alien reveal. Again, I was wrong. <laughs> but like, that's so wild how they went. They were like, oh, we're in a different timeline now, apparently. Yep. And it's the, what is it? The Sparrow Academy? Yeah. And Ben is like the leader or something. And he's Emo. <laughs> I love it. I'm assuming this is because it's in a case where, okay, so Reginald Hargreaves mm-hmm. adopted these children from different, yeah. right? Yeah. This is in a case where I'm assuming there were like different children born. I don't know. I think he picked other children. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He picked other children. Because there's like, world. there's a lot of theory videos on YouTube and you can, you know, choose those theories or just make up your own, really. Yeah. Like, there's tons yeah. of options. But I do think that, like, he probably was just like, fuck these kids. I'm gonna get different ones. Oh, that's so true. Oh, <laughs> He's that's like, funny. Probably because he, he knew, right? Because yeah. like, time travel thing. The time travel travel is pretty confusing. But what mm-hmm. I wrote down is that I also watched Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> past season... When, when did it get really confusing? Like past season five, where they were like, paradox, time paradox, like all the time. And yeah. then, and it was like, what is going on here? So like, I'm used to just rolling with it when it comes to time. Yeah, that like, season, okay. I was just like, I just had goggles for Rory and Amy. That's, oh, that's yeah. all. Oh my that's God. it. <laughs> wow. Doctor Who memories. 
Wow. Gosh, let's not go there right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk about that. But yeah. So yeah, that makes sense if he got different children. Yeah. Umbrella Academy is like, they're really obsessed with cliffhangers. Yeah. They will have cliffhangers at the end of scenes. Like every mm-hmm. single scene, it's like, oh no, what's going to happen to Allison? And then they switch to Klaus and you're like, yeah. oh. And then at the end of every episode, and then at the end of every season, and you're like, oh my god, this is the cliffhanger show. <laughs> but it obviously draws people in. People enjoy mm-hmm. it. I'm I'm not one to complain about overusing that device, the device <laughs> of cliffhangers. I just thought it was like a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I just think it's still such an underrated sci-fi superhero show in general yeah because like i don't know for me superhero stories are really boring a lot of the time (laughs) that's because to me they focus too much on the heroism yeah and not like oh so true and people love to worship them heroes yeah and it's not anything about like what the character goes through like that's so true oh my god so I, I just really appreciate that they're like, <laughs> imagine how difficult it is to be like a child superhero. It's like being a child star, but worse because people's lives were literally in your hands. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to mess someone up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Um, I just want to see if there's uh, anything else I have to say because I feel like this is a good note to end yeah. on because it's like tying yeah. up everything also I, I put the I put the Spotify playlist in the chat oh yeah I saw that okay one second I mean it's not like we can talk about every single thing in the show but like, yeah I think we covered a lot anyway yeah oh wait one last thing okay <laughs> this is this is just another Diego moment and a okay. funny thing <laughs> um when Diego was like we don't have any numbers we're team zero and then he kept trying to make that a thing that was so adorable i was like oh he really my tried. god he really tried to make team zero a thing <laughs> um and everyone would look at him yeah yeah i relate to that one forcing an inside joke <laughs> but yeah yeah that's basically my whole list Mm-hmm. Anything else on your part? <laughs> Just to talk more about sibling relationships, I want to list some sibling relationships I really loved. You mentioned you love oh yeah, uh, Klaus, Klaus and Allison. Yes. Also, I thought the scenes, like, Diego and his sisters are really sweet. I think Diego oh, and yeah. Vanya was so sweet. Oh, definitely. Diego and Vanya. Yeah, and I just think that having th- them being siblings is really cute and I just want them to to love each other and I it oh, yeah, really annoyed sure. me in the first season Diego seemed to like constantly be like addict shaming Klaus and like not oh, understanding that's his so struggle true. and that Honestly, really he really like, did that he pissed me off just because I don't like when people blame addicts yeah, at all their, I think yeah. it's really shitty but there wasn't really that in this season which made me happy and and even ben did it a little bit in the first season so i'm glad that he didn't do he showed concern more than anything understanding yeah yeah like that you're with this guy every day like you know that it's not a choice to you know go on a bender yeah anyways yeah exactly i think the characters definitely were more likable this season Mm -hmm. uh the sibling relationships were more like stable (laughs) yeah and that made for like really pleasant character mm-hmm. dynamics and vibes, you know? <laughs> Is there anything you want to see next season? Oh, good question. I want to see maybe, you know how they like split them off into their separate yeah. plots? Mm-hmm. I want to see maybe that, more of that, but like with two people and mm-hmm. like more like sibling dynamics, I think that we haven't seen as much. Like yeah. maybe, yeah klaus and oh wait but we have seen there's a lot we've seen but like mm-hmm. the, a lot i forget as well mm-hmm. klaus and luther maybe but like we have seen them i don't know i can't think of examples but like i like seeing two of them like talk and yeah. interact it brings out like interesting parts of the characters that i don't mm-hmm. realize basically yeah nice. other than that i just want season three to put me on a roller coaster <laughs> like 
I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but like surprise me because like season two had a lot of surprises and like that's what I expect from this show at this point and like fun surprises too. Mm-hmm. For me, I say, you know, at this rate, every season, one of the Hargreaves si- siblings becomes gayer. I think let's keep oh, that yeah. moving. Let's Who's keep that next? moving. Come on. Oh, me and Gary were actually saying that. We were like, okay, they're all gay, but they're all like coming out at different stages. <laughs> who's? And then we were like, okay, who's the next to come out? And we said either Diego or Allison and Luther nice. is the last to come out. Nice. They're, oh, wait, and five, I don't know. <laughs> like, five, I don't know Five is a five. Chi- child. Exactly, like. that's the one thing. And then even though five is like not a child, I feel like, I don't know, I care less about like his sexuality and personal thing. I don't know, because I feel like his character he's really just, is He's not just kind of an asshole of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Luther is the last to come out and then Allison and Diego come out next. That's, that's my prediction and my hopes. <laughs> That's great. Also, so the third comic is called Hotel Oblivion, mm-hmm. which is basically the prison that the Umbrella Academy would put the bad guys. It's like Ooh. a hotel in space kind of thing. That sounds really cool. So I'm curious if that will be a component of the season and in what way, because I think that's just a really cool concept. It was really cool yeah. in the comic. I really hope so, because like, I don't think they've mentioned it at all on the show yet. Yeah. That they have a prison. Because, like, I mean, where are they going to put the bad guys, you know? Yeah. Regular prison? I don't think so. No, they're (laughs) aliens half the time. But then, yeah, that's interesting because it's like, oh, yeah, they probably didn't kill them. Like, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a very interesting thing there. And (laughs) hoping to see that as well. Yeah. Anything else? Or are we finished with this episode of Media Munchies Podcast? Sorry, I had to say it like that because I... uh. I guess not. I'll just, you know, clean up after myself as I go. You know, uh, thanks for listening. Oh, thanks for you being on the podcast. I'm so happy we could do this because, like, obviously you're the OG guest. We have great banter. We have great chats. <laughs> so between you and me, laughs, pranks. pranks. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's a one D reference. Just so everyone knows, because we love one D. Uh. Yeah. So it was great having you on the show. Any opportunity I get, I will have you back. Ah, uh, thank you. It was so fun being here. Yay! <laughs> and thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes. Um, any parting words? Yeah. Klaus is my boyfriend, uh, yes. both in comic and on the show. And um, stay hydrated. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> if, you're, if you're smoking along with us, have a little like hard candy. Soothe your Ooh, throat a bit. That's a good idea. I actually have some downstairs, so I think I'm going to do that as well. Thank you for listening and see you next time on Media Munchies Podcast.